listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's The Sizzle in the building with another hot five in five. Let's talk, though, a little bit about the Chicago sky, because, of course, we have talked about the Phoenix Mercury (laughs) after coming back to win that game in overtime and tie the series at a game apiece. But what did work well for the Chicago Sky up until that point that the momentum shifted down the stretch? Yeah, Chicago Sky, they did their normal thing. They had their starters, all but one were in double digits. So that's kind of on par for them. Something that stood out to me, though, is that Sluti had six turnovers, and that's not necessarily normal for her. We know she's one of the best point guards in the WNBA. Sloop, there it is. I say it all the time. (laughs) So I think her having six turnovers, that this turnovers show, but then there's probably more pressure that doesn't show in the stat sheet. So I think they have to handle the pressure. And then there were missed layups, you know, even Candace Parker at the end of the game, you saw her like tap herself and be like, right. yo, that's my bad guys. And that's, it's not her bad, but she's a leader. And that's her telling people that I know I missed a couple easy ones at the end. They all did. And I think that's what Chicago Sky just take advantage of those easy baskets that they had in the in the paint. She was, though, as you mentioned, one of four Sky in yep. double figure scoring, six of 13 from the field, 13 points, nine rebounds. What are your expectations, though, now as Candace returns Ooh, home to Chicago? Oh, boy, I'm coming tries home. to deliver a title to her hometown. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think we're going to see the best version of Candace. I, I think we are. I mean, imagine what's going on. Coach James Wade is going to talk about it, but we're going to see the best Candace we can. Let's listen did in. They did their best to just slow down uh, Kalia Copper. Um, you know, she's had 15 points, but on like 14 attempts. Um, what did you see from them tonight where they were able to slow her down and, um, yeah, slow her down, main, uh, contain her? I mean, when you shoot four free throws in 45 minutes and you have 50 points in the paint, um, yeah. So you can call it slow down. I just think they play more physical, and I think they were allowed to. We shot four free throws. Four free throws. On Wednesday, multiple different members of the Raiders organization met the media. Mark Davis, the owner of the team, had very little to say. We'll talk about that in a moment. It wasn't Davis who faced the microphone and the cameras and the reporters. It was general manager Mike Mayock, who clearly has emerged as the leader of the football operation post-Gruden. Here is Mayock on the question of why Mark Davis allowed John Gruden to coach the team on Sunday as these emails were becoming available to Davis and the Raiders organization. Look, I, I think the reality of that is that Mark Davis really is the one that was dealing with that, okay? And I think he felt like, and I don't want to speak for Mark, but there was an awful lot of due diligence that had to go on on his side of this, okay? All I knew is a bombshell had dropped. Um, The players talked about it. We talked about it with the players. John dealt with it. And then, of course, I didn't even know where... You know, again, Mark was dealing with all the email stuff. Uh, we were trying to prepare for a football game. Um, and then when we came out of the game and the rest of it came out, I think Mark was already in the middle of his due diligence. I mean, I don't think – I think he was trying to figure it all out. And, again, I, I know what the guy stands for, and I think he was trying to do the right thing. Here's the thing that people are not getting, and I want to make sure that I'm clear about. I am no anti-vaxxer. 
I have been vaccinated. Jay's been vaccinated. I think Kendrick Perkins, I know you have. And we all believe you should get vaccinated. But I am no anti-vaxxer. Let me be very, very clear about that. I have an issue with Kyrie Irving. And by the way, as I tried to say yesterday, but I'll say today, it ain't about the vaccine. It's about what I label to be his selfishness when it comes to being a teammate of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and the rest of the crew with the Brooklyn Nets. That is the issue for me. If you don't want to take the vaccine, that's your choice. You are absolutely right. It's a personal choice, and it's other people's choice to react whatever way they want to. Jay, when, when you refer to the timeline, we have a ticker on our screen earlier. The NBA season tips off in five days. We're not making up some timeline. The NBA season starts. They're the favorites to win the chip. And mm -hmm. he's saying that, you know, I'm not retiring and I'm not giving this game up for the vaccine. Okay, then what are you doing? Are you playing or not? That's what we want to know. Okay. So I mean, well, it's not this. It's not that we're creating the media is creating a timeline. We're talking about him for no reason. We want to know is he going to be out there on the court for Nets game one? Well, well, well Molly, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The thing is, is that the whole IG live and my point, and from my point of view, was when he went from you know talking about he was doing research right before he did his IG live, and then he went to talking about he's been the voice for the voiceless. And then he comes on the IG Live and says, you know, he, st he still, you know, he still loved the game of basketball. He's not retiring. You know what it's setting it up for? It's setting it up for when he does get vaccinated and he comes back to the Brooklyn Nets, he won't look hypocritical. That's I believe in that old skip and I, we touched on this earlier. I just believe Kyrie's backed himself into a corner and I, he says he's doing what's best for him. Even though I disagree with it, that's his right. But it's also your what's best for you and your right and your freedoms also may have consequences. And the consequences of what you're choosing not to do and the consequence is what they chose to do. They says, okay, you don't we don't want you to be a part-time NBA player. And so what we did, we huddled up, for the lack of a better word, we talked to our two big guns. And they felt very good for them to make this decision. You know, Chris, James Harden and KD says, guys, we got to move on. We cannot have a guy that's half in and that's half out. We can't, and I don't want to be in a situation that at some point in time, KD and James Harden going to say, look, guys, can we talk about the guys that's here? Can we deal with what we have? We wish Kyrie the best. Kyrie is still our friends. But championships trump, trump friendships. When you're in a professional sport in a team setting, championships trump friendships. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports. Marcus, does this Bears defense look different since Fields took over as a starting QB? Yeah, to me against the Las Vegas Raiders, Laura, he, they took it personal. And they wanted to get this young quarterback in position for him to use his talent. And I got to shout out to the Bears offensive plan and, and laser and what they wanted to do with Jay, uh, Justin Fields. But ultimately, you saw Khalil Mack reassurance. These guys know in the back of their mind, we got a little juice. There's a little added juice to what we're trying to do as a football team. Justin Fields showing up two wins in the last two weeks and you get the Raiders for nine points. That's a big deal. This defense is stepping up for that young guy. The
Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Matt LaFleur, and the Green Bay Packers coming to Soldier Field for a noon kickoff. Can't wait. NFC North rivalry, one of the best rivalries in sports, and one of the favorite wins in the career of Matt Nagy leaving Vegas with a victory over the Raiders. Uh, they were physical. They were fundamentally sound on offense. They had great team leadership. And, you know, I think the message that Matt sent during the week really resonated in that locker room. They carried it out on the game field, and they played hard till the end. The Eagles are at home in week six, taking on the reigning champs. Play action fake, sold by Brady, throws a deep pass down south. Toward Evans, toward him. It's a caught ball! Touchdown Tampa Bay! Five TDs, over 400 yards, a rating over 140, yards per attempt and even 10. Caught ball, 5-3 to a touchdown! Great catch and what a throw by Brady! Philly has to be able to cover three different WR1s too. Good luck with that. Tony O'Brien to the 20, 15, 10-5! Touchdown Tampa Bay! So Brady using his weapons, he hits OJ, he hits Mike Evans, now he hits Godwin. Brady throws a Seabra, caught by Evans, he gets a block, touchdown Tampa Bay! Mike Evans! On the year, Philadelphia's numbers against the pass aren't the kind they're going to want to write home about. Kansas City has hung 42 points on the Philadelphia Eagles. However, they are at least coming into this game with some confidence. They dominated Sam Darnold to the tune of three INTs, 177 yards, a 44.5 rating, and just 4.8 yards per attempt. Let's the routes develop. Zings an interception! It's Slay again! His second of the game! Of week six, the Bucks in Philly. Tom Brady, what can you say? He's thrown 15 touchdowns this season, his second most ever through five games. The first was back in 2007. He broke basically every record that year. His counterpart tonight, Jalen Hurts, can make history with 216 passing yards. He'd become the first player ever to average 250 in the air and 50 on the ground in his first 10 career starts. But even though they're on the road, our analytics, our FPI, give the Bucks a 71% chance to win the game. They are the third biggest favorite of the weekend, in fact, behind and his second most ever. Kicking off week six, the Bucks in Philly. Tom Brady, what can you say? He's thrown 15 touchdowns this season, his second most ever through five games. The first was back in 2007. He broke basically every record that year. His counterpart tonight, Jalen Hurts, can make history with 216 passing yards. He'd become the first player ever to average 250 in the air and 50 on the ground in his first 10 career starts. But even though they're on the road, our analytics, our FPI, give the Bucks a 71% chance to win the game. They are the third biggest favorite of the weekend, in fact, behind Buffalo and Indianapolis. But let's go back to Brady. He's 44. He's lighting up the league. He leads all quarterbacks, throwing for 353 yards a game. If he keeps up that pace, you see the number on your screen, he would easily break the all-time record, and he would go over 6,000 yards. We get to see the Buccaneers tonight, their first short week game since this moment last year. Hopefully. That's right. Hopefully the thumb injury will help him count properly. I don't know, but it's a short week. It's in Philly. The Eagles coming off of a win. The Eagles, one of the teams that beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, and I'm sure he carries that grudge around until the day he dies, although there's a chance he'll outlive all of us. It should be, look, hey, I I'm conditioned now to expect that every primetime game is going to be a great game. Because it seems like almost all of them are. Yeah. So let's just assume that the Buccaneers aren't going to blow the Dolphins off the or the Eagles off the field the way they blew the Dolphins off the field on yeah. Sunday. 
and let's assume it's going to be a close great game i can get behind maybe that will be. maybe maybe we can speak it into existence I, I don't think it's crazy to think that. You know, again, I'm not going to sit here and try to lie to the folks and tell you I think the Eagles are going to win the football game. No, but do I think they can kind of hang around and make things interesting? And if Tampa makes a mistake or two, can the Eagles win this football game? Certainly. I mean, hey, we we know, right? Let's Like Brady, the offense, it's as good as anybody in football. It, it's unreal. It really is. The, the way he's playing, of course, the way they protect, the weapons they have outside – uh, they can really basically, I would say, they're the best passing offense in football. And um, they got an opportunity to sit down and they evaluated, they looked at what they were doing well and what they weren't doing well. And what they decided to do was like incorporate a lot of what Tom Brady had done for the 20 years when he was in New England. Mm -hmm. A lot of screens to the running back, a lot of short stuff, a lot of motion. Not to take, not to totally take all, we don't have to throw the ball down the field. 35 yards down the field 15 times a game. We'll keep them honest. We'll throw two or three times and hit one of those shots here or there. But let's go back to do what Tom Brady does. And that's the mark of a great coach. Bruce Arians swallowed his pride yep. because Skip, he's a no risk it, no biscuit type of guy. But no risk it, no biscuit wasn't getting them the results that they'd hoped for. Mm -hmm. And the really good coaches says, let me do what, let me cater to what my players do really well and not say, well, this is my system and this is what we do. Well, doing what you do in your system will get you beat. Yep. So what he did, he incorporated a lot of what Tom Brady has had success doing. They dumped the ball. Leonard Fournette wasn't a guy that caught screens in Jacksonville. He was not. That, that's not what he does. Mm -mm. But they sure, he, that's what all of a sudden he started to do. They started doing motion. Mm -hmm. So Tom Brady could identify, oh, okay, now you make everything so identifiable for me. It's just man or zone. You can just see it immediately. And, yep. and, no, and plus, I know where you might be coming mm -hmm. from. Thank you for listening to The Sizzle, the hottest sports talk in the 219, here on Iron Skillet Television and Iron Skillet Radio.